I'm going to be very candid with you. We are living in a computer program. Welcome, everyone, to Simulation Nation, your portal to all things virtual. I am your Johnny Android, and I'm here to keep you informed about all that's happening in the metaverse. We record our episodes live in all space the next week. This is our second to last episode until the platform is unplugged on March 10th. Fish it in the archive, all the amazing groups, worlds, and talent space before they're cast out wandering the interwebs as digital nomads forever and today we have this radio with us and uh this has uh been a dj in real life for 30 years and a vr for the last three years he cares about the vr work and gave her a place in the metaverse will paris drop by today you never know ladies and gentlemen please give a warm you welcome for is radio uh thank you futurasa you're going to spatial and where did you say your other dj worlds were being uploaded yeah, they're also going to spatial as well. We tried putting them in VR chat, but it's very difficult to stream. Uh, very easy to do it in spatial, just like it is in here. So we are moving everything to spatial. We are actually connecting with two dance music worlds over there right now as well that are sort of giving us the warm welcome to bring in our audience and to start bringing and doing our events again Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays over there, bringing the all space community with us. Very, very cool. Well, we will happily uh, promote your events for you because I feel like it's all space family. We got to keep it going. It's like, I always think of like the PayPal mafia, right? Where it's like all those guys went off and did amazing things, but they always have this sort of camaraderie. We have to do that with us in all space. That's right. Trollbot and uh, Susie Elsa and all of us, because it was such a special time, a special community of like super talented people. And we were, we're going to send ourselves and prol proliferate across the metaverses, but we got to stay in touch. So anytime you yes. want us to promote your work, please let us know. We were happy to do it. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Same, same way with you. We'd love to have you uh, come over and interview when we get uh, celebrity people like Paris to come in. We'd love to have you interview her and give her the warm welcome into the metaverse world. We would love that. Sure. Sounds great. Uh, I would, uh, I would love to do it. So let's talk about how you got involved with you know, the likes of Paris Hilton and the likes of uh, the metaverse. So maybe we could just start with your journey uh, from a, a regular DJ in the real world to a metaverse DJ and, and take it from yeah. there. And, yeah. and in the meantime, of course, I've got your synthwave visuals back here with all our 80s splendor. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, so for me, I started DJing when I was 14 years old in the Bay Area. Um, I happened to, my uncle had a restaurant also owned nightclubs and there was a famous DJ at the time that remixed salt and pepper, vanilla ice, ice cube, all of the big celebrities or singers. And he would remix them. Well, I happened to be the kid in the background watching them play records. And eventually he gifted me a turntable. I really got into it. Uh, my journey then moved on to coming to LA in 95, where I was a culture shock, I came from the modern rock world, Depeche Mode, New Order, mm -hmm. my first nightclub, Florentine Gardens in LA, I go to play there first and looking at me going, what is this? You're supposed to play house music. <laughs> so, so I started there. I started meeting a lot of celebrities. Uh, um, I ended up really getting a good connection with uh, Cast of Mano 210 because they would always come to our nightclubs to watch a spin and you know we started hanging out with them they eventually introduced me to the click if you will 
uh, which oh. really led my tech world because in the daytime I'm a, I'm a, I own a tech company that works with the movie studios. So I work mm. very close to the celebrity world. Um, we, we were able to do a lot of work together in music when they did the Jumanji movies with, you know, um, <laughs> Kevin Hart and Chris Rock. So, I mean, um, <laughs> the rock, um, and my hey. journey went from going to be a DJ in LA to then flying me to different places with the likes of Tiesto and Armin Van Buren and all the big names. So I would be flown to play with them in different cities. Uh, that turned out into an amazing DJ career. At the same time, a lot of the celebrities that would come in, I would bring them backstage. Uh, Paris happened to be one of them who really wanted to connect with not only being a DJ, but also learning how to produce music. So we started keeping in touch and the journey moved up from there. Oh, busy. So yeah, so you've been in, uh, it sounds like that club you mentioned, the Florentine Gardens, I don't even recognize it. I moved to LA maybe, I don't know, 20 years ago. It feels like a long time, but I think that must have been even before that. I don't recognize yeah, apparently that. When I first arrived, I was going to some of the clubs yeah. and I, I don't recognize that one. Yeah, you were going to Giant, Sunday, uh, all the big name clubs that were in Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, Florentine Gardens happens to be across from Pantages Theater. They were the very hip. That one and one called The Onion were the big 1980s to 1990s massive clubs at the time, Latin clubs, dance clubs. But when you were probably coming around, it was more when you started seeing Club Voodoo, Club Giant, Sunday, things like that. That was more prominent dance music. Right, right, right. Crazy. Okay, interesting. So then how did you transition from uh, the real world to the metaverse? You know, that was actually a really interesting story. Um, COVID happened, as you know, and a lot of us could not DJ. We lost a lot of gigs, obviously. Um, a friend of mine told me about headsets to get a headset and to go into something called Altspace. Um, didn't know much about it. I came in and um, found out that only two people in the entire DJ world were in here. Marshmello and DJ Aoki. Both those were the only two that were in these worlds. Um, they were starting to push more um, uh, Decentraland and all of that. They started DJing there, but... Oh, wait, I, did you say DJ okay. Aoki or Kai, Kai, Aoki? Aoki, yeah, Aoki, yeah, exactly. He's really big in the NFT world now, right? Yes, exactly, and he was one of the originators that funded Decentraland and started that journey, but he was originally broadcasting there, and I heard that he and Marshmallow were both in alt space. So when I came in here and saw that you could stream, the first thing I thought of taking my YouTube platform to the streaming environment, um, oh. within three days, within three days, and this is a great story, I made a lot of connections through the Mall of the Metaverse, as you know. Um, mm -hmm. They connected me with King's Creations, and King said, what do you want? And I said, I used to have this idea to build a nightclub in Los Angeles. Here's my blueprints, and it was called City Nights, and he built it for me. Um, a couple, uh, a couple of a couple of grand later, he he did an amazing job, and uh, I started really promoting the events by taking big celebrities that have never seen an Oculus, DJs, and said, "Let me come to your house. Yes, we'll wear masks and do all this, you know, protocols." 
and teaching them about this and starting the DJ, as we call it, IRL, to the people in the metaverse. Got it. Crazy. Okay. Interesting. So I know that, you know, Paris, when I saw at one point at the height of all of uh, this metaverse talk was like, I'm the queen of the metaverse where you were the first person who actually brought her into the metaverse. Yeah. Were you? Yeah. No so you get um, the credit. Well, I got to tell you why she had a promoter uh, bring her into Roblox and they did a world for her there. I went in there into her world and I, I reached out to her and I just said, Hey, uh, heard you're doing Roblox. And she said, yeah, what, what are you doing? And I go, I'm doing alt space, but in alt space, you can actually DJ IRL and have your avatar in front in Roblox. Right. You cannot do that. You can broadcast audio only. And she said, well, where would I play? And I said, well, come play at city nights. So she first played for us at city nights and said, do you know anybody that can build me a world? Well, everybody I would go to would just say, well, what is she going to pay? She's a celebrity. So we're talking about 20, 30, $40,000 to build a world that you and I can make five minutes <laughs> for right. peanuts. Um, and just because I thought she was a good friend, I decided I'm going to take one of Artsy's worlds, um, the Paris one, and then called it one night in Paris and started designing her life. So when you walk through that world, you get to see her life as you're going through it. And when you go upstairs, I build her stage with their signature sliving logo and created that surprise her one day, a few days before her birthday. And I said, I want you to play here. This is your world. And she was abrogasted that it was made for her. Oh, well, that's really amazing. And I do have a picture. I think when you first enter the world, this is what you see, right? So you've got the shimmery water, the Eiffel Tower, and it's a, it's a photo reel, but then you walk, it's, I guess that's the, uh, the sky box. And then you walk in the world and you created it for her and had all her chosen up in there. Really cool. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. So, so you get the credit for better or worse for, it, for bringing Paris, calling herself the queen of the metaverse. That's really, really funny. Um, that was a lot of fun. It is crazy. I, you know, so I'm curious um, of all the platforms, why did you choose space? Is it, is it because you could see yourself being in the real world on a video screen while you're in your meta, uh, avatar form in, in all space or what was another reason? Yeah, that was actually it because for, for the entertainment form factor of when you're entertaining anybody, you want to have visuals. Your world has perfect visuals. You've got the amazing space with motion and everything else. And that's what I thought having a, a DJ on the screen, that's nice, but having a DJ on the screen to then have an avatar to interact with the audience, give them high fives and dance. And yeah, and I'm going to tell you guys this. Yeah, I would mimic myself. I would have my headset on live. And when I was moving my hands, they were moving. There was times where I would pre-record my set, have my avatar mimicking live what I was doing and, and really making it look like I was conforming to the music to really give the audience that experience that they're in an actual nightclub enjoying music and interacting with an actual DJ on stage. Uh, if, if for those watching on YouTube or uh, we got Chillbot and, uh, and uh, Susie Elsie, 
Um, on our screen here, you can see in the bottom left corner that that is that the real you in the real world, That's and me. then you, you would be yeah, yeah, got it. Uh, and so, so you would pre-record that, or you would have that live streaming. That was actually, this one here was actually a live stream that I did. Right. Um, and I did that for one of our metaverse friends in here. Um, she really loves Synthwave and said, hey, can you take an hour of Synthwave, but mix it with some 80s videos? So I pre-recorded the video, but I went live when I was streaming this with OBS to just really show Kyle, what's her name? just how it would look and brought her into like a synth world to have her experience it in the metaverse. Got it. Very cool. Well, we love your DJing synthwave music because we have literally created a synthwave world here. We are gliding through the synthwave metaverse uh, on our little synthwave uh, cyber falcon here. So we're all about the 80s synthy vibes. So that's really, really cool. It's awesome. But, um, so then let's see. So I think I might have uh, one more a picture here. The next picture is, uh, it, this might be City Nights. This is what you were talking about, I believe, right? This, this one here is actually the Music Factory, another club that I actually, once City Nights was built for me, I actually built this one myself because I really wanted to give it a rave techno experience. So every, every club needed to have its theme. The Music Factory really showcased rave style music you had the glow sticks you had the lights you had the sounds you know the party favors everything was more a rave warehouse style right the lights and the smoke and all of that creates the atmosphere of the sort of uh it's like you, it's almost disorienting but that's the fun of it is that you're kind of dancing and you're caught up in the music and there's lights and there's smoke and, and it does give you that feeling absolutely was um, um there was a, a there was a cool little story that i'll share with you is i'm a big fan of movies as you probably are and one of my favorite movies was always a night at the roxbury uh, and if uh, if you remember a night at the roxbury they wanted to build a nightclub outside the inside was the outside so i took i took the music factory and i built the club outside and took the inside with city lights and streets and a car and made it into a theme for a huge event that we did called A Night at the Roxbury. And it was such a success where people were like, you got to do more theme parties, more theme parties, pick another movie, pick another this. So we were going to do a Back to the Future. You know, we were going to do an Avatar. We were going to do all of these movie theme uh, dance parties. Got it. Yeah. They're cool. Yeah. So, uh, see here we've got um a few and i love that there's a lot of screens throughout here uh so that people can i guess that's where, that's where you'd be streaming your videos right and that's where you maybe even be streaming your live mm -hmm. yeah and this is one of three floors now this is city nights right here uh this is the outside of city nights coming down to the bottom of the floor but this was three levels right yeah, and this is a Vegas-style uh, club, I suppose, right? Because that's the Cosmopolitan there. Is uh -huh. this the Vegas Strip? Yeah, that was the Vegas Strip. That's a skybox that uh, King uh, Creations put out there for us. Okay. Um, so I wonder if, I've, if I got mixed up with the slides here. Let me see what the next one is, because I thought that... Okay, so the... The, the Music Factory. I guess yeah. I had... To, back to the Music Factory. Um this is the one that was, I think, an artsy build, was it? Or uh -huh. how, yeah, how it was, was a warehouse. 
Correct. Yeah. So Artsy, um, I went to her in the beginning asking her if she had any templates that we could use to do music parties or clubs. And she said, I have a dark warehouse that would work perfectly. So I, I supported her Patreon, uh, which is a lot of us really started helping out, helping her journey because she's amazing. So she let me do that and ended up helping me design this. So this is why we made it into a very cool nightclub. Yeah. And if you go inside, of course, you've got these pillows and you've got pictures of real world ravers and all this. Yeah, real stuff. world ravers. Yeah. These are these are actual ravers that dance at the parties I used to DJ at in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. And I love also you, you can't really see it here, but along the top, there's all of these different masks you can wear. So you can have like it's like when you're on your iPhone, you can get all of these different avatars, like an octopus head or like a giraffe head. And you had them as I guess MREs or something. Uh, was that an artsy thing yep. as well? Or did you find uh, someone that else actually? Um, yeah, I actually went to uh, Luminati. He was telling me at most parties that he went to in Europe always had people showing up in animal heads. And I said, that's a great idea. You're high as a kite on every type of, you know, ecstasy, LED, whatever. And you have animal heads that you were wearing. So uh, he gave me the MRE to put the animal heads into the club, which really gave it a cool experience. Uh, and then you have mirrors set up so that you can see yourself in your animal head, try on different ones and stuff like that. That's pretty, pretty crazy. Um, what I got next year then. I guess, uh, I think it, I thought that, so I had city nights, I had the Eiffel tower and then the music factory. Those are the three main ones, right? Were there other worlds? Uh, I didn't include. Uh, yeah, there was uh so all the names that came with the clubs actually came from either clubs that I played at in LA or San Francisco, but there was one club that I kind of based out of Morrissey. You remember Morrissey from the eighties and it was uh, a modern rock, small nightclub. It was the size of a bar. They had one dance floor and it had mirrors all the way around you and the music around you. So you would get these 80s videos as you were dancing of people in the 80s punk dancing with you. So that was one of the ones that we did enjoy doing that. And eventually, Artsy built a yacht. So we ended up making a yacht club and a beach party where we threw a huge outdoor festival with waterfalls and a yacht and everybody was dancing on the beach. And so we did a lot of fun uh, worlds and events, which I will definitely miss, you know, alt space for that. Uh, for sure. So, yeah, I'm, I'm curious, you know, I, I, I remember that Artsy was doing a Patreon. So when you sign up for her Patreon and you get her all of her templates and you get them forever or like if you for, take a template and build a world off of it, you stop using the Patreon. Are you stable, able to use the template for your world? Yeah. Yeah. As long as you've been in her list that you've paid at one point, that is yours forever designed as you want it. Yes. Uh. That's a really great. And I know that she's going to continue that. I also, she's going to be on our stage next week. We're having our farewell panel. And of course, uh, Artsy and, and Nira and a bunch of others will be up here. Um, she's going to, she's, I know she's had issues with people hacking her Patreon and stealing her templates and then just like giving them away. I think that, you know, yeah. getting back to your talking about DJ Aoki is that's, I think the purpose of an NFT, like in the future, have to worry about a patreon you'll have an nft template and then you'll be able to hand that off but it'll be one of a kind that only one person will get and non-replicatable that's, that's going to really yes. help 
gonna, yeah, it's going to help like Artsy make uh, money off of their uh, products instead of having it essentially be in and just copied and then it's gone forever. It's, it's a part of, you know, yeah, that was, that was one of the cool things when I talked to Artsy about going to Spatial because I wanted to move the music factory and all of these places over. So what she did a couple of weeks ago was she invited everybody who's a patron to go to Spatial and then she would give host tools, like say to you, you would make a copy of her world, mm -hmm. give the host tools back and now you had your copy of her world in Spatial. The cool thing about Spatial is they literally lock every single user to that world. So she can go down the list and go, oh, yeah, Johnny's got my warehouse. Oh, wait a minute. Kira has my warehouse. She can't have that. And she could just click a button and the person's world disappears. Okay. So then she's been having, she must be having that problems in VR chat or other platforms. So where do you know? Yeah. Um, spatial, she's able to do that pretty easily. She can control it. VR chat can't really be controlled because you clone a world. Whether it's public or not, you are able to clone it. So she's having a hard time on that one right now, getting, um, you know, rights with the developers on keeping her as a creator or as a developer so she can have those tools. Yeah, it feels like VRChat is the sort of wild west. It's like anything goes. It's the jungle, you know, and it's like, well, you know, uh, you know, live and let die, basically. It's like you're on your own, folks. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> crazy it's kind of crazy we're being scattered uh, scattered to the winds uh, one there. of the um one of the cool things that actually got me into really blowing a lot of music was going into uh and you know her very well daisy shaw's worlds oh she would okay. throw concerts at the park or things like that daisy just really inspired me to really start bringing the music to that and going back to the covid part a lot of people that I know in the real world that don't believe in the metaverse, what I would do is I would then take a, another computer just like you do and broadcast that to YouTube to have my followers who are not into the metaverse see it from within the metaverse of what we were doing and seeing 200, 300 people dancing from different lands, Germany, Australia, LA, you know, they would go. So there is another level of humans living in an inner world that we don't even know about and are partying while we're stuck at home. And I'm like, yeah, that's basically what this is about. And it was just really <laughs> <Yep>. impressive. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, we brought this up. Uh, I've been bringing this up recently. You know, there's sort of, think that the, the trends, uh, including the metaverse, ebb and flow like waves, right? And so we had, uh, during the pandemic, we had this big wave come in of people, users, new activity, new creativity. And now that seems to be receding slightly. You know, Allspace has lost its funding. Meta, uh, Microsoft has given up its funding on HoloLens. So it's, it's augmented reality divisions are going back. And there doesn't seem to be uh, any new platform that's, that's filling that void. What do you think is needed for us to sort of people back into the metaverse uh, and, and headsets, hopefully not another pandemic? You know, honestly, just like the world is, we always have influencers out there that people follow. And I really think that getting people in here that have had that power influencers, we started, you notice, we started getting a lot of rap artists in here. We started getting people that really had a lot of influence. 
started getting the younger generation to come in here with their headsets because they wanted to see an Ariana Grande, you know, a Snoop Dogg to come in here and be right next to them. And I really think that that's where the marketing needs to go. We need to start getting those celebrities to start pushing this into the mainstream. Right. Yeah, and it's it, you're probably right, and it's it's probably like younger people, the younger audience, right, who's going to be more uh, used to the headsets, and and uh, they'll come in, and it'll just be a part of their daily life. I'm curious, you know, do you do you have any ideas for a timeline for that? Like, how long do you think that it's going to take to get back even to the levels we were at when the pandemic was on? You know, honestly, um, right now it's shifting from this to the business world. Because my entire company, like I told you, I own a tech company. My my staff, we meet, we used to meet in Outspace, but now we have an actual office spatial where they get their headset on, they all work from home. We have an office we work on, we have different rooms. And I really think that it's gonna take off with the future of the business world starting to incorporate that. I could tell you without a lie. I, I go to work, I put on my my Oculus Pro and I see my entire desktop. I use that till the minute I get off work. It's on my head all day. Oh, wow. You got the new pro and you, and you like you it. It's like a, uh, uh, right. It, um, call it, I guess it's like a great, a high, high grade. Uh, anyone else here on the pro actual love, or it looks like Trollbot or blue. No. Um, ah, so that's, that seems pretty cool. That's ah, okay. I got it. Um, yeah. So, so you asked the question about the timeline. I really do think that, it's now, and this is this is a good one for all of us to understand. Now that all space is dissolved and we are going to all the different metaverses, I really think that all of these companies that are different ones started jumping into high gear, and that buzz is gonna start mm. blowing again because of that reason. Mm. I would say a six to eight month, probably right after summer, where we'll start probably seeing this again. As long as these other companies are pushing hard keep this this going you know all right yeah hopefully uh spatial welcomes us i know they're trying to get all of uh all of us uh refugees (laughs) metaverse refugees into their their land so we'll see how that goes Um, Um, i have a question here from oh yeah i have a question from josh joshua is is going is going really good now i was like what he was saying about the uh the oculus pro yeah this is like a new age especially like like young kids don't know that the uh how i'm gonna say like the trauma of guys i don't know how old you guys are how um we grew up not having connections to the whole wide world you know and at, at the same time you know and now that we do, and now we can even be in our own living rooms and be in front of like anywhere on the planet is amazing, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's every once in a while, you got to remind yourself how far we've come because everyone, you know, everyone loves to complain all the time and look at the negative and look at what doesn't work. If you take a moment and you think about what life was like even 20 years ago, absolutely incredible how far we've come so it's a good reminder thank you for that joshua love yeah it's a it's a good it's a good point that you made there and i agree with them i I was just thinking that the other day because i took a trip down to cancun uh, last week and i didn't want to take a risk take and you guys know how expensive the oculus pro is like fifteen hundred dollars i didn't want to take it on the plane i didn't want to do that 
what I did is because I'm so addicted to it, I actually bought Apple's AR glasses, which are like 300 bucks. I plug it to my phone and still have a big screen and be able to use spatial with it. And again, it was still an investment. It was something that I can use the technology to have a computer augmented in front of my face. Where you look at that 20 years ago, you're like, well, what do you mean you got a computer floating around in front of you while you're walking or, you know, not say I'm driving. I don't want to say I was driving, but I, you know, walking to the store and I've got this big screen with my emails or, or interacting with other users around the land. So yeah, this technology has moved forward so far in even 20 years. Wait a minute. I, what is, I, I don't know about these uh, augmented reality glasses for a yeah, So So basically what they are, um, I'll send you the link later, but what's it, what they are, they look like, if you guys watch the movie, The Terminator, they look like his sunglasses. They have a USB-C cable to plug into your iPhone or your Android, and it mirrors your device. It could be a tablet, it could be a PC, onto in front of you. So it's clear sunglasses, but in front of you, you're seeing a 20-foot screen, and you can resize it as you're walking. People thought in Cancun, I was just wearing sunglasses, but really I was checking my email, watching a YouTube video <laughs> as I was walking. Uh. But he's glad to, and I'll share the link with you so you can check them out. Um, it was nice to have that technology connected to my face while the real world was still in front of me, which is kind of like, like you mentioned, it's kind of like the pro. The pro, I could, I could see through. I got that pass through. So I'm watching you, but I could see my closet door and my mirror in right. front of me. You guys are right. there on that pass through. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that that's, uh, that's incredible. I didn't know quite about that, but if you use the raise hand option, John, I love it. it it's, uh, we can hear you better if you have something to add there. Um, and we'll be able to capsule your audio for the uh, podcast. But otherwise, um, uh, here we go. I was saying it, that's, that's crazy how a lot of people don't even know about this type of technology. And to hear from you that you said you was walking on the beach and to um, as well as you're just doing something in like remember when um the air the earphone came out to where it was wireless earphones and you talking to yourself people thought you were crazy now you walk on <laughs> yeah. the beach with sunglasses and now that's more that's more <laughs> weird now like you you in there yeah. you're in your email and you just walking past me using yep. your hands now probably that, that, that mm -hmm. that's amazing now, i didn't even know it was technology out there like that yeah. And like I said, I'll share it. And if you want to share it later, something I'll share it so you guys can see it. But my, my clue was that is I, I, I live and breathe in the metaverse and not having it for a week was a little weird, but at the same time, I did not want to risk this technology being stolen in my bag at the airport and things like that. I'd rather lose a $300 piece than a $1,500 piece. For sure. For sure. Um, well, crazy. So, um, okay. So basically we know that you're headed, uh, to, to spatial and you're going to have some stuff uh, on VR chat. Uh, how can people get in touch with you if they want to hear your tunes or check out your worlds and all these different metaverses? Definitely. So just like my screen is, it's ISS radio. It is, it's just short for Israel is my name. It just is radio. Uh, I have a radio station here in LA, so I'll send you the link as well on that. Um, but if you guys follow that, all socials have is radio, uh, YouTube, 
that would be the best one on there as well. Instagram, add me on there. Um, Facebook as well. Not a lot of people use Facebook anymore, but yes, uh, as well as Twitter. And we are actually uh, planning on doing an event this weekend. Uh, I'll just have to coordinate it with uh, you, Johnny, and a couple of other parties that are happening. So we can do the alt space sunset party, which is sunsetting this. We've got some names coming in, Armin Van Buren, Hardwell, uh, Tiestone, and we're definitely getting uh, Paris to come and play for us again. So we're trying to get the whole crew do a big party this weekend. Hey, yeah, well, we're our event, our last event is on the 9th and we're going to, I think there's already, there's after party upon after party because everybody wants to be here for the final countdown to when we sort of blip out. I think no one really knows what to expect either, right? It's like, you're just like being terminated. So we're all want to be there for that moment of... <laughs> I, I, I'm reading the, the, the culture books by Ian Banks and what they do is they call it subliming where they go into another dimension of reality and they sublime and they sort of disappear from this reality into another. I feel like that's what we're going to be doing. We're not dying in all space. We're subliming into another, another region. Yeah. Right. I, the way I saw it is in the Tron movie, it was the same thing. You pixelated out into the ether. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 Trobot's ready. Yeah. Trobot's got the arms up. And, uh, and look, I think uh, Blue's already there. He's already, <laughs> he's already, already taken there, the trip. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Awesome. Well, um, I'm so glad we got to have you on, even though it was Thank our you. second to last episode. It feels somehow more special because it's like we're, we're really counting down here. And, um, and we'll have to, uh, yeah, keep us uh, posted and um, we'll follow each other on these different platforms. Yes, indeed. And uh, yeah, I would definitely, uh, if you guys had me, definitely look at the social media. I'll work with Johnny on getting us together and do, hopefully we can do another event in your spatial world soon. Absolutely. And Joshua might have one last comment here. How's it going? You hear me? Yes. So what's the next platform that's going to be next besides Altspace? Because I like Altspace when I'm, especially when I get off of work. You know, I don't want to go out, so I want to go somewhere to just to talk with random people. What's the next thing then? I really, no. I really, I really enjoy spatial because this is one of the things you'll enjoy about this. Their platform allows any device without even a headset getting on. So to give you an example, the other day I was driving. It's like everybody's partying in the spatial, you know, astronaut world. And I pulled over and I hit the button and I'm on my phone in the party with everybody else. And then I went and grabbed my headset and jumped in as well. Um, Spatial seems to really have the community built in really nicely, as well as the tools to get everybody. And now that they've connected with a lot of alt space users, they're actually pushing flight mode and things that we had here, um, MREs and things like that. So I could speak for Spatial because I've been using it for about two and a half months and it's really easy to do. Um, VR chat, you can speak to that. It's a whole other world. <laughs> this is a no hold barred crazy, you know, like if we had this event in VR chat, like a anime girl would come in like a ball of fur would be floating around and like kids would be running everywhere. And it would just be pure madness. It can't hit the audience and you can't have it's just like it's just it's just anything goes like it's completely old. It's anything it's goes. Fun to yeah. that, but it's it's hard to have organization and a podcast basically. Yep. 
<laughs> One world I wanted to share with you guys as well, and I would love you to check out. Um, if you can later, and I'll send you the link. It's called Mix, M-Y-X, Metaverse. They're out of New Zealand. They actually reached out to me as a performer because they made a cyber world and you would love it. You walk in there and it's walking on the Vegas Strip. You walk into the Laugh Factory. You walk into a nightclub. You walk into a strip club. They have all of these things, but the technology there takes the actual DJ or performer, because they do music performers, in a green screen and puts them in front of you. So they have, in an example, Michael Jackson performing in front of you, and you can walk all around him, see his back, see his mm. side. So they actually blew up recently. So I've been working with Paul and Biggie over there a lot uh, in their world. As a matter of fact, they have a, a huge event coming up, I believe, the day before Altspace goes down. And they're bringing in um, big music bands as well as performers, DJs, and comedians to give that that experience is if you really want to experience a full entertainment metaverse. Uh, I got it. Interesting. Okay. Well, uh, we'll we'll definitely be in touch after the show, and I'll put a lot of uh, this information in the show notes where we can find you, where we can find all these different platforms and things. Uh, so a lot to uh, a lot to think about as uh, old space uh, winds down uh, here. But um, anyways, thank you uh, so much. Thank you everybody for teleporting it to this broadcast of Simulation Nation. Whether you're with us here in virtual reality, uh, listening to the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or watching on YouTube at the Simulation Nation, remember to subscribe to our Instagram at the Simulation Nation, or at Sim Nation VR, in our Discord server to follow us onto Spatial. And like we mentioned, join us next week for our very last event in alt space with our farewell panel, which includes Fail to Render's Kyle Render, ERCR VR's Athena, Artsy, Cause, Nira, and a bunch of other all stars in alt space. Till then, stay plugged, friends. <laughs>